Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, it's time for the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Recap Special on 670 The Score with your hosts, Josh Liss, race director, Kerry Pinkowski, and U.S. Marathon Olympian, Jenny Spangler. Presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss. A world record in Chicago. It has been smashed. Kenya's Kelvin Tiptoom wins the 45th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon in an unofficial world record time. She may want to cry. She may want to laugh. But Safan Hassan, you are the Chicago Marathon 2023 winner and new women's course record holder at an unofficial 213 47. Kelvin Kiptum, the men's world record holder set in Chicago, joins us now. Hi, Kelvin. How are you? How do you feel? Congratulations. Thank you so much. I feel so happy. What do you think about smashing the world record and doing it here in Chicago? I feel so good. I was well prepared. I was coming for a world record, but yeah, it has come true. We are off and running on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up show. What a special record-setting Sunday, October 8th, 2023. On the streets of Chicago, we saw records set in all four races, including the fastest marathon ever. Hi, it's Josh Liss. I was just privileged enough to call the race on the score. The 19th overall as lead host, 17th in a row, and next year will be 18 on the score. Carrie Pinkowski, race director for 33 years, is alongside me. So is our Olympian and area running coach Jenny Spangler, who who just covered the race here on the score with us for her 16th time. And for five seasons now, five consecutive Chicago marathons, Chris Weirman has been an irreplaceable part of the score's broadcast, an accomplished distance runner and local coach. We're all together recapping this race. Jen, Chris, Carrie, where do we start? Because by the time we looked up on race day, Kelvin Kiptum seemed to be speeding through the finish faster than anyone we'd ever seen. Carrie, I, you were the guy that brought him to town. I gotta, I gotta say, we gotta, we've gotta kick this over to Chris Weirman. But uh, what a great day! Uh, everything aligned in in a magnificent way. But Chris, you had the best seat in the house. You got to see history. You were 10, 10 yards away from from Kelvin Kiptum the whole way. What was that like? It was an absolutely dominating performance from start to finish. 
Uh, Kiptum took off at about mile three and just left the field in the dust. And pacers included. Including the pacers. He had one pacer, and even that pacer only made it halfway. So he, it was truly a dominating performance without the help that you usually see in a major marathon uh, because he was just too good, too good for the field. You know, and, and it, like you just mentioned, pacers and people that are that, that set pace up. I know Kipchoge and his world records and his, his, his attempts – he had a half a dozen guys. I almost think, and watching Kelvin Kiptum, that he's better on his own. I mean, he just he seems to be freer and looser and not distracted by anything. He's not looking at his watch. I mean, he was just he was just going with it. That's hard to say. There's any there's no argument against that yeah. at least at this point I mean, because this is only the, his third career marathon. And even when he was racing with both the pacer and Mateko during the race, he was controlling the race. But you know, at mile three when they ultimately took off and, and this was after they had slowed down only slightly after the first two miles, uh, he clearly had his directions for the pacer and, and they took off and he ran next to the pacer. You know, usually what you see with elite athletes is they follow the pacer. They let the pacer do the work whether it's break the wind, which was negligible uh, this weekend, or uh, just allowing them to do the work so that they can mentally just kind of quiet themselves for a period of time. He didn't do that. He controlled the pacer running side by side until he dropped them. And some of the numbers, not just the world record time, are mind-boggling. One of that stands out to me, and I know you've got plenty of numbers to show off how fast Kelvin Kipton was, and even in the other races in a moment. But what uh, stands out to me was that 4-minute, 18-second mile when he was already past about mile 21, 22. What other numbers stand out to, to show off how fast this was? Well, uh, I, I had all the splits, and he only had four miles at 440 or slower, and two of those were right on the dot at 440. His slowest mile was at mile 12, and his second slowest mile was at mile 3. And as you mentioned, the 418 was at mile 22. So he was running much, much faster later in the race than he was at the beginning of the race. And Jenny Spangler, how does that all compute for someone like you who's uh, you've been an Olympian and coached so many people? It's a, it's a different sort of a stage of evolution of the marathon run. Absolutely. It's mind-boggling to me. And I'd like to have you speak to us a little bit about body language. Did Kiptum ever look like he was laboring at all? Was there a point where you started thinking maybe this world record isn't going to happen, or was he just kind of free-flowing throughout the race? He looked so comfortable to me. I've never seen anybody run 26 miles that relaxed. And what was interesting to me is the one time you asked, was there a time during the race when I thought maybe it wouldn't happen? The only time was when they ran that 12th mile and they had slowed down to 449. And I saw some words, couldn't hear them, of course, but saw some words between him and his pacer. Uh, and his pacer threw up his hands and, and then seemed to buckle down for the next mile. And then the pacer dropped out at halfway. And other than that mile, Kiptum was totally comfortable. And when he went to his arms, you know, it's funny. If you know the course, as you run east on 18th Street, there's a little, uh, I would call it a hill, but it's really just the railroad tracks right before you get to Halstead. He took that little downhill after the racetrack or, or after the railroad tracks, and he started pumping his arms and his legs. And I thought it was for the breakaway. And I thought it was way too soon. And he did not stop until he crossed the finish line. In fact, he continued through the finish line until he 
jumped into Carrie Pinkowski's arms. Yeah. I never yeah. slowed down and never broke stride. Carrie Pinkowski has been a race director in Chicago for 33 years. He was an NCAA All-American. He's still got that inner athletic spirit inside of him. So when Kelvin Kipton broke the world record here in Chicago, just the second time a, a man has broken the world record under your watch as race director here in Chicago, right? You were jumping up and down, Carrie, like a 16-year-old who got a car for their birthday. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, th thank you for that, Josh. But I mean, I was so happy for him. But these, these, to to break the world record in anything is extremely difficult. It's been since 1999, the last time Khalid Kanuchi broke the world record here in Chicago. So well, that's you all. signed him up to come to Chicago. What was it about Kipton that attracted you? I, I just, you know, there, there's. I've been so fortunate and blessed to work with the athletes we work for on on the men's and women's side. But this, this. This guy, his the way that Chris is talking about his balance, how relaxed he is. When I saw him in London, I said to my wife, I said, we, I've got to get this guy. He he took me back to the Sammy Wanjuros, to the Khalid Kanuchis, that type of balance and relax where they just have no, no, it, they're just totally free and open and, and just, you know, expressing themselves. And that that's what impressed me and made me remind, it reminded me of Sammy Wanjuros. We got to get this guy back in Chicago. And now let's talk a minute about sub two. So even as recently as last year, everybody's saying there's no way there's ever going to be a sub two hour marathon unless it's in a, you know, pristine controlled environment. After what you've seen from Kiptum, do you believe Chris Werman sub two is possible? There is no doubt in my mind that Calvin Kiptum can run sub two hours. If he has somebody, somebody to either chase or push him, the last 10K, I, he could have done it. I mean, as we saw, he had run two of his fastest miles in the last 10K, and that was alone because not only was the pacer, but also his closest competitor at that point were out of the race. He had nobody to see, nobody to chase, and nobody to chase him. And yet he still smashed the world record. Yeah, and all, it was only 35 seconds off that two-hour mark. Yeah, it was amazing. Two hours, 35 seconds, Kelvin Kiptum. And Safan Hassan would have set a world record if it hadn't been broken just a few weeks earlier in Berlin. Let's uh, go through some of the other uh, results here today and mention maybe some Americans. I want to start with Safan Hassan, Jenny. How impressive was her run? Yeah, this was only her second marathon ever, and to be able to do what she did really speaks a lot toward her future in marathoning. And, you know, they, Safan and Ruth Chepengedich, I mean, Ruth actually had a really good day for herself, too. And what I loved about them is that they went after that record. And I think there's a whole different mindset now. Once, you know, I think if we had come into Chicago on Sunday and uh, the record was still 214, um, 10 or whatever the record was, I think Ruth and Safan would have started out on the sub 214 pace. But knowing that it was 211, knowing that, hey, somebody's run 211, we can do that too. And to go out and go after it, I think that speaks very, very well to the future of uh, female distance yeah, running. Absolutely. No Americans wound up, you know, on the podium, but they were plenty of American winners, especially on the men's side. Uh, Chris Weirman, I want to mention that we're going to talk to Connor Mance and Clayton Young on the show. Olympic hopefuls will be here. What did you think about what they were able to accomplish with that Olympic standard hovering over their heads? It is tough when you know you have to hit a time, even if you're capable of doing it, because things have to line up well. And as has been discussed, the competition was great. The pacers 
certainly the ladder pacers did a great job of getting the pace out the right way with the depth of the field and the weather. Uh, but you still have to show up on race day and you have to put it together. And when you're talking about a race, it's over two hours. You know, there's really not a lot of room for error. So it was incredible that we have two more Americans. We have these two Americans and, and more really qualifying uh, with that Olympic standard so that we can see American distance running becoming more and more competitive. Yeah, that's right. Kerry Pinkowski, uh, how many thousand finishers set a record at this year's <laughs> race? Well, we had, I to, to Chris's point, I mean, we had three or four American men under 209. I don't think that's ever been done, which is, which is amazing, which shows the strength. Galen Rupp surfaced again. I mean, this is, this is, you know, we know him as a 2017 champion, one of the most decorated Americans. I don't think you cannot talk about him going back and returning to the Olympics, but these young guys are doing some great things. Uh, the women ran phenomenal. I mean, if you think about uh, uh, Molly Seidel resurfaced, our uh, Olympic medalist, and 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 um, Emily Sisson, and there were some great performances there. So I think we're in a really good spot with the Paris Olympics on the horizon. I think uh, in a championship-style race with tougher conditions, it's going to be in the summertime, I think we're positioned really well. We may, again, see one of our Americans on the on the podium. Chris, you followed the world record marathon run in Chicago. Final thoughts before we spring you here on the wrap-up show? I am sad that we have to wait another 365-plus days before we get to see another performance that is going to be set up, I'm sure, by Kerry in a way that we can all continue to celebrate distance running in Chicago and Chicago Marathon being the place to be. It was a record-setting day, and uh, who knows what will happen next October 13th, 2024, when they run the 46th version of this great race. All right, thanks, guys, Jenny, Carrie, and Chris. For myself, Josh List, we've got a lot more coming up. Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up special. Stick around on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Live to go the distance, because no matter where or how far your run takes you, the LiveWell app is there. Get easy access to vital health information. Schedule a virtual visit. Download healthy recipes to fuel up after your run. Find calm with guided meditations and more. The LiveWell app puts your health at your fingertips so you can live fully virtually anywhere. Download the LiveWell app today. Advocate Healthcare, the official healthcare partner of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Nordic Track and iFit are ready to take you on a fitness adventure from the comfort of your home. Walk through the pyramids in Egypt. Hike Mount Fuji in Japan. Run the Oberdorf Trail in Switzerland. Nordic Track is the number one treadmill brand in the U.S. in 2023, according to Trackline data. And iFit's expert-led global workouts take the guesswork out of your goal work. You can even run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Start your fitness adventure at nordictrack.com. Get fit this fall with the Chicago Park District, offering low-cost, in-person, and virtual programs in fitness, nutrition, and sports for all age groups, ability levels, and for families, as well as state-of-the-art fitness centers, pools, and athletic facilities at parks around the city. Take a class or join a team. In-person and online registration for the upcoming winter session is right around the corner. Visit chicagoparkdistrict.com for class schedules at your local park, as well as other park locations, and for more information, chicagoparkdistrict.com. Reimagine the run at the Bank of America Chicago 13.1, returning for its third year of taking participants on tours of Garfield, Humboldt, and Douglas Parks. The Chicago 13.1 is a one-of-a-kind race you won't want to miss. Be part of the field on June 9th, 2024. Visit Chicago13.1.com. That's Chicago13.1.com to sign up today for only $95 until October 17th. Let's get back to 
to more of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Recap Special presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're off and running on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up show. What a special Sunday, October 8th, 2023, a record-setting day at the Chicago Marathon. Race director Kerry Pinkowski, Jenny Spangler, myself, Josh Liss here. Our next guest spoke it into existence just a few weeks or maybe a couple of months before the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. She posted online faster as a master, and wouldn't you know, she indeed now is faster as a master. Des Linden is here, the U.S. running great. At age 40, she breaks an eight-year-old record. Congratulations, Des. You came to town and you uh, accomplished your goal. Uh, What was it like? Thank you, and thanks for having me back. Um, What a day. It was just just magic out there, and I think my recap was it felt really good until it didn't, and that's just a pretty much a standard marathon. So it felt great till about 22. I think we changed directions at that point and kind of got blasted by the wind, cooled off, and it was a struggle bus on in, but um, I was happy to have that the record to chase because every part of my body and mind wanted to slow down. Um, and if I didn't have that goal, I think it would have been nice to just shuffle home. But it, it was nice to see I could fight for something and be motivated still and, and um, just snuck under it. So it was tense times the last few miles. But you spent a little time on the struggle bus. Uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of marathon runners. Have, but, you know, I mean, if anybody's got the experience to deal with that, it, it, it's probably you. I mean, in, in that master's category right now. I think so, Jenny Yeah, Spangler. absolutely. And Des, yeah. you know, I know besides the struggle bus, um, you ran Chicago 13 years ago. How did that experience compare uh, to Sunday's race? Yeah, that was like you're chasing the front of the field and um, just hyper-focused on the women around you. This was cool. It was a different experience where I was able to kind of group up with some men who I wasn't necessarily competing with and um, just a lot of camaraderie on the course, which was fun. It was it was nice to help other people achieve their goals as well. But I think you visualize it in practice when you're out, you know, on the road solo and you're excited for the moment when the spectators are going to be there and you're going to feel the energy of the crowds. And then you get on the line and, and the gun goes off. And um, it's so much better than anything I imagined. Like it always surprises me. It's never disappointed me. And I think Chicago as a city showed up and um, showed us the love. And then you have the many spectators who come in to watch the loved ones and um, they're out there as well. It's just a fun day in the city. So it was as good or better than I remembered it from last time. And we had those knockout fields. We had the world record uh, four course record set you going uh, with your master's record. What do you think about how the race director, Kerry Pinkowski, who just happens to be to my left, uh, stacks this field and layers it in with all sorts of different challenges like the one you were able to set and meet? Yeah, that's the stuff that's interesting. I mean, mean, there's so many different components and everyone has a goal. I mean, from the first person who gets across the line, we saw the world records, we saw course records, phenomenal stuff. And I think as a fan, sometimes you go, that's amazing, but maybe that's not for me. This is, they're just doing something totally different. 
And then as you watch finishers roll in throughout the day, it's like, oh, well, I can identify with that person's goal. Oh, this person, you know, just wanted to cross the line or they said a personal best or, you know, they were out with injury for, you know, there's so many stories throughout the day. And, and Carrie finds the right ones, the special ones, the meaningful ones. And, you know, we saw it all through Sunday, which is really cool. So, oh, yeah. Kelvin um, Kiptum and uh, Safan Hassan, they're like new types of, of marathon runners. And, and I want to get your thoughts on the evolution of the marathon runner, even from where you're at in your career and because I think Carrie uh, you're someone who saw that and you always sort of appreciate the evolution of the fastest marathon runners you like to brag about records have been and, and in all and you're laughing why are you no, laughing it's just absolutely it's okay to brag no, a record I, fell. but seriously that seemed to, Midwest, seems to be humble. that seems to be what you cherish the most is that this brings out a level of competitiveness uh, that equals records sure 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 I mean it's uh, at each level but to hear Des uh, talk about her experience and and her performance. I mean, does you I mean, you set the masters record, but you you still had one of the top American performances. So when you when you make a short list of the Olympic team, we've got our trials coming coming up in the uh, after the first of the year in February in Orlando. I mean, when you when you get up in the morning, are you thinking like, hey, let me go back at it one more time? Did, did this did Sunday October eighth point you in the right in the direction of hey, you know what? I'm going to step things up. I got to. I got to do things a little bit more intense, and give it a shot. Did you take any of that, you know, perspective from last Sunday? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's so motivating to be out there, and the American women were just phenomenal. Uh, Sisson ran so fast. Bates was just so tough, um, and then a ton of breakthroughs. So if you want to keep competing as an American female, like you have to level up. Um, so my goal to get the, the master's record is a box checked. And now I can kind of go swing a little bit bigger at the trials and see what happens. I mean, I think there's so much competition that it's hard to believe I can crack the top three, but also it's that you're always dreaming. And it's like, that's the next thing on the calendar. That's the next goal. And, um, it's definitely sparked a little bit by the, by the amazing performances in Chicago. And Jenny, you've been there, you've competed in the trials, you know, what Des is going to be facing at, at her stage in her career. Absolutely. But Des, I would never, ever count you out of that. Um, just incredible, incredible career. And, um, it's going to be a fun, great day in February. Um, between now and then, do you have any other races planned? Um, I'm guessing a marathon, probably not, but do you, are, do you do any sharpening up type of things, 5K, 10K, half? I'll probably do a half at some point. Um, it's so close to Chicago, and that was kind of single top-of-mind goal. And so now it's decompressing, getting recovered, and then we'll, we'll revamp. But um, the only thing on my mind is that record in, in Chicago, so... I'll have to to pivot in the next few weeks here. What was your reaction to the times uh, that the winners put down? Uh, Calvin Kiptum's record and Safan Hassan's, what would have been a world record if it hadn't been broken just a couple of weeks earlier, and and where the direction of marathon-style running is going is sort of, I I don't want to call it a go for broke, but what are you calling it, Des? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a new era. It feels like a new sport. Um, You're seeing these younger athletes get into the marathon earlier and they're just unafraid. We used to say respect the distance and you go to a New York or a Boston, respect the course. And um, these guys have flipped all of that logic upside down. There's, it's not a lack of respect. It's just, they're dominating and they're running it in a totally new way. And it's, it's thrilling to watch. I think this is just the beginning. I think there's going to be more magic on the roads of Chicago. Um, you get the good weather day. You have the athletes to do it. Carrie knows how to pick them and they go and put on a show. So 
I think this is just the beginning. Well, he once picked you, and he's picked some other greats over the years. Des, uh, parting thoughts on this year's visit through Chicago and the mark that you left? That was so fun. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I, this is stuff that keeps me coming back is you can't beat the, the fun and the joy of being out on the course, celebrating all the training, and then whatever happens to the goal, you cross the finish line and um, you celebrate. So I just thanks for having me. And Kerry Pinkowski. Des, great to have you With back. Big, you're welcome. And um, we're looking forward to the Olympic trials uh, Absolutely. this February. Yeah, good luck Go moving get forward. Appreciate your time here right. today on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Wrap-Up Show. I'm Josh Liss along with Kerry and Jenny. We'll be back after this. Stick around on 670 The Score. Get ready to shuffle on, Chicago. The Bank of America Shamrock Shuffle returns to downtown Chicago, March 23rd and 24th, 2024. Don't miss your chance to participate in a one-of-a-kind event and turn the streets of Chicago green at the city's most iconic spring race. Sign up now at shamrockshuffle.com. That's shamrockshuffle.com for only 39. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Until October 17th. Live to go the distance, because no matter where or how far your run takes you, the LiveWell app is there. Get easy access to vital health information. Schedule a virtual visit. Download healthy recipes to fuel up after your run. Find calm with guided meditations and more. The LiveWell app puts your health at your fingertips, so you can live fully, virtually anywhere. Download the LiveWell app today. Advocate Healthcare, the official healthcare partner of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. You know that add-to-cart sound. And with 3% cash back on online shopping with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Card, you'll be hearing it on the couch while the show's paused, at dinner while the guacamole browns, and in bed when you can't sleep. Sounds like you need the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Card so you can earn 3% cash back to chings every time you hear one of those. Tap the banner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Reimagine the run at the Bank of America Chicago 13.1. Returning for its third year of taking participants on tours of Garfield, Humboldt, and Douglas Parks, the Chicago 13.1 is a -a one-of-a-kind race you won't want to miss. Be part of the field on June 9th, 2024. Visit Chicago13.1.com. That's Chicago13.1.com to sign up today for only $95 dollars until October 17th. 
Let's get back to more of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Recap Special, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Carrie Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. The Chicago Marathon started with humble beginnings back in 1977. Over 2,000 finishers. Finishers made it the world's largest marathon at the time. It's amazing to think that at the 45th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, we had over 47,000 to 48,000 runners and finishers. Hi, it's Josh List with Kerry Pinkowski and Jenny Spangler back on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up special. Our next guest now is number one million. Allison Naval from North Suburban Evanston. She's only second uh, guest on our show today, but much more impressive that she became on race day Sunday the one millionth finisher at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Pretty cool, Allison. Thanks for joining us on the show. What do you think about the honor? Thanks so much for having me. You know what? When I got the call that I was the millionth finisher, I never expected it. I actually um, thought that they had the wrong person at first. It was like 10 minutes after the finish line, but it's been such an incredible experience. What a way to cap off my first marathon ever. And race director Kerry Pinkowski now has set up this race for 33 years. He's also an NCAA All-American, so he knows the ins and outs on how to get a competitive field. You've got some experience in running, but you just signed up for the race, right? And Kerry, who's doing the math on this? <laughs> whose, I, whose idea is this to honor the one million finisher? And congrats well, to, uh, to you on getting that far. I, I think it's I think it's 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 very special that Allison is our one millionth, one millionth finisher and being a first-time marathon runner, I think that's a unique connection because we are thought of as a great event for first-time marathon runners. So I think it's I think it's fitting that this was her first marathon and she was the millionth finisher. And, you know, from Evanston and also you fundraise for the Chicago Food Depository, which is really cool. What is your connection to that organization? Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually one of 25 runners from um, my company, Kraft Heinz, and um, they were sponsoring us as part of the Greater Chicago Food Depository team. Food insecurity. So um, it has just been an incredible journey to cross something off of my bucket list, to do something that's um, bigger than myself as well. And Carrie, I want to mention that with Allison being the one million finisher and doing fundraising for the Great Chicago Food Depository through her company, it really it trans uh, transitions into the conversation about how fundraising is such a major part of the sure. marathon. Sure, you got to get into a competitive field to try to get in with your fast times or times that people are out there, but a way to get in is through the fundraising arm. And the one million finisher wasn't the only goal uh, no. and success this year. No, that's great. Um, the fact that Allison was uh, participating and supporting our charity program, we had a record number of of runners raising money for charity this year. It's it's one of the pillars of the event, so it all fits together in a in a very in a very very nice way. The question that I have, um, Allison, is that are you going to come back next year? Because part of this is you have you you will receive a guaranteed entry. So I don't know if you're if you're if you're recovered from this year with all of the hoopla around this. Um, are you going to come back and run next year? Because one of the one of the perks, Josh Liss. Jenny Spangler, is that you You get a guaranteed entry for 2024? You know, I'm definitely going to be back on that course. I definitely caught the marathon bug for sure, even as I'm sitting here in my chair struggling to get up and down <laughs> and have sore legs getting downstairs. It, it was an incredible experience, and I 
truly can't wait to get back out there in Chicago. How would you describe the enthusiasm of your first time marathon at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon compared to maybe what your training was like? I've got to think it was a lot louder on race day. (laughs) It was kind of like a scream tunnel, right? Like running through the streets of Chicago in, in the best way. Um, my family and my friends are out there cheering and supporting us as well. Uh, my husband was running um, ahead of me in the wave ahead. So I was, you know, feeling that pull towards the finish line so that I could um, get to him. It was incredible. And I think to um, just from the event organization um, to how it was executed, it was an incredible experience. And if I'm event. listening correctly, you said your husband finished just ahead of you? Well, he finished in wave. He started in wave two, so he finished quite a bit ahead of me. He had a 24-minute PR, an incredible oh. race. Well, congratulations yeah, to him as well, him. but even more to you because if you were in different places, <laughs> he would have been the one million finisher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, exactly would be. And Allison, going into this race, did you know there was going to be a prize for the millionth finisher, or was it a complete surprise to you? It was a complete surprise, I'll say, that I saw on the course all the flags of saying one in a million. And, you know, it dawned on me during the start video, the intro video, that there would be the millionth um, finisher. And that was the first time, actually, that I had heard of it. Um, And so it was honestly the last thing um, to cross my mind that it would be me. Um, So to have it be me was uh, so fun. And think about I, I don't this. Know what the those winner... odds are, but that's. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> One in a million? <laughs> One in a million. Exactly. The winners are finishing, and you're just at the halfway mark. I mean, there's so much speed out there and inspiration. What keeps you coming back to marathon running in the, in the Chicago Marathon? Yes, yeah, so this one is my first marathon ever. And I think one of the huge things that brought me to the Chicago Marathon is my family is from the Chicago area. I have roots um, in this city and a lot of pride in it. Um, and to be able to run across what is it, 29 neighborhoods in one run to do something I've never done before um, to support a charity, a great cause. I mean, it just seemed um, to be an incredible experience that I really couldn't pass And you're a great ambassador for the race as the one millionth finisher. You know, Josh, I just noticed (laughs) Allison Naval, our one millionth finisher, is from Evanston. You are from Evanston. One of the perks is you get a case of Goose Island beer. Maybe you can drop it off. We'll Fantastic. throw it in the trunk of your car. Yeah. Great running town, right, oh, Allison? Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, it's a running right. tradition. You, now, make, make sure, Allison, make sure you count all the cans, because Josh is a big Goose Island guy. <laughs> it. Might end up with a 23-pack. <laughs> yeah. well, well, congratulations. Yeah. This is awesome. Congrats. What we can't take away from you is this uh, honor of being the one millionth finisher at the Chicago Marathon. And so, once again, congratulations and a round of applause to you. There you go. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And uh, we're going to hold you to that promise that you'll compete again next year. Right. (laughs) Thanks, Allison. Much more ahead along with Jenny Spangler and Carrie Pinkowski. I'm Josh Liss. This is the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up show on Sports Radio 670. The score. You know that add to cart sound. And with 3% cash back on online shopping with the Bank of America customized cash rewards card, you'll be hearing it on the couch while the show's paused. At dinner while the guacamole browns. And in bed when you can't sleep. Sounds like you need the Bank of America customized cash rewards card. So you can earn 3% cash back to Chings every time you hear one of those.
Tap the banner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Get ready to shuffle on, Chicago. The Bank of America Shamrock Shuffle returns to downtown Chicago, March 23rd and 24th, 2024. Don't miss your chance to participate in a -a one-of-a-kind event and turn the streets of Chicago green at the city's most iconic spring race. Sign up now at shamrockshuffle.com. That's shamrockshuffle.com for only $39 until October 17th. Reimagine the run at the Bank of America Chicago 13.1, returning for its third year of taking participants on tours of Garfield, Humboldt, and Douglas Parks. The Chicago 13.1 is a one-of-a-kind race you won't want to miss. Be part of the field on June 9th, 2024. Visit Chicago13.1.com. That's Chicago13.1.com to sign up today for only $95 until October 17th. Let's get back to more of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Recap Special presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Carrie Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. The red, white, and blue is flying. Bank of America Chicago Marathon record-setting Sunday features great runs by a pair of Americans, and the Olympic hopefuls are here on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up show along with Jenny Spangler, Carrie Pinkowski. I'm Josh Liss. Yep, it's Connor Mance and Clayton Young who join us. Hi, guys. Hey, Josh. How you doing? We're doing fantastic. I want to start with you, Connor. Congrats on achieving that Olympic standard time. First two American men to do it. How's it feel? Feels feels great. Kind of nice to not have to worry about that heading into the Olympic trials. I bet. And Clayton, what's your perspective on what went down in Chicago? Yeah, it's a absolutely fantastic day. Really proud to do it. Not only uh, with Connor, but uh, to do it as you know, American men the two on the front line to be able to cross the line together and get that Olympic standard. Yeah, and what people may or may not know about you guys, we're uh, both teammates at BYU as well, Jenny Spangler, so this relationship continues. Absolutely. I'm guessing that you guys did a lot of training together, and Clayton, you PR'd by nearly four minutes. Um, what do you feel like really helped you, propelled you to get that uh, the time that you did on Sunday, and did Connor give you some tips on how to race the streets of Chicago? Yeah, absolutely. Connor played a big role in that, as well as my coach, Ed Eyestone, who was on the broadcast. You know, one of the statements that Coach Eyestone likes to use a lot is this idea of consistent competence equals eventual excellence. And so I just know I'd been consistent through the years and that it was just a matter of time before I broke through. And, and honestly, the build and the season that I had with Connor going into this race really showed a lot of consistency. And I know that because of that consistency, that it was just, like I said, a matter of time. And so we were hoping for a big one on Sunday, and so it was nice to put all the pieces together and really come through and, and to show that consistency. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of miles, a lot of uh, talking, a lot of sports psychology, uh, a lot of recovery, fueling the body. Uh, all of it just culminated in just the performance on Sunday. You know, you talk about Connor Mance giving me the tips. Uh, yeah, he was he was definitely helping me through, you know, training, making sure that I was hitting the paces that I wanted, and, and I was just kind of hanging on to him for dear life not only in, in practice, but in the race as well. And it was fun to close on him so hard and to finish so close to him. And Connor, uh, what do you think about what Clayton's saying about uh, how you help push him along there? Uh, it means a lot. I mean, you know, when when I was first deciding on, uh, when I was first getting into high, 
my finishing my first year of high school, Clayton was a was a senior in Utah, and there was an article about about him, and it kind of seemed like he was, you know, the per, the poster boy of Utah running at the time. And I was like, well, he's going to BYU, so maybe that's where I need to look when I'm looking at colleges. And so it's really cool to, you know, have have had someone to look up to from. I don't know, back when I was 14 years old and just kind of be like training with him and helping him out. Hey, guys, you know, this is the first time I just noticed this. this is, I, I want to say this is the first time we've had four American men in an event run under 209, which is which is a big step. Um, you two and then you got Galen Rupp and, and Sam Chalanga. So there was a lot of pressure, a lot of discussion and, and uh, back and forth on the qualifying time and how that works and this – you know, we had to have the guys qualify whether they go or not, and there was a lot of interpretation of how the structure of our Olympic trials works. You guys have opened the the key to the lock there, but did you feel that there was any added pressure, not only on you guys personally, but for uh, the rest of our American guys to to get that Olympic qualifying U.S. I mean, I'm sorry, Olympic qualifying time. Yeah, and I. I'll answer this, but I definitely felt like there was a little bit of, you know, pressure toward us as Americans, but maybe a lot. And I tried to not think about it too much just because, you know, when you get out on the course, anything could happen. You know, the weather could be 70 degrees and, and windy, or it could be, you know, 20 degrees and windy. And um, I just, I think, I don't, I don't know if I want, I don't really want to speak for Clayton with this, but for me, it was more so, you know, just controlling what I could control and hoping that the the weather cooperated enough and that I, I didn't get sick heading into Chicago so that, you know, I, I had that opportunity to to help her in the spot for the U.S. And we were bouncing around, and Clayton, you can take it from here. We were talking about the three C's before the, the race, conditions, course, and challenge. Cha- Challengers? No, conditions, the field. course, and Competitors, competition. So uh, do the three C's make sense uh, with how things played out, Clayton? Oh, and here's another one, Clayton. And Connor. <laughs> and Connor. Four, four C's. They're all over the place. Yeah, you talk about the, the conditions, the course, and the competition. And, yeah, it definitely lined up this year for a phenomenal performance. You know, the conditions were some of the best that I've, I've ever seen. You know, I raced the Chicago Marathon in 2021 as well as in 2022. And uh, these are the best conditions that I've seen so far on the course. You know, 2022 wasn't bad, but 2021 was hot and humid, and it just didn't really play into our hand. But with the speed. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, you talk about the course, a flat, fast, one of the, you know, not only did it set the world record uh, on Sunday, but it set the world record in previous iterations of the world record. So obviously a very fast course went on the right weather day. And then the competition, you know, you look at the amount of American men and the talent that really was there on the course that really motivated all of us to try to break that Olympic standard of 28.10. Yeah, it just culminated in a perfect event. And you mentioned the world record time from Kelvin Kiptum, and and you guys ran so fast, but not that fast. I mean, can you believe what he was able to put (laughs) down uh, in Chicago? I mean, zeros on the time like that? Was that a real number, Connor? (laughs) Yeah, when I saw him, I think I, I was probably around 37k, and he was around 39k, um, running parallel. And I, I couldn't believe he was that far ahead of me. Um, and I was at that point in time, I was on 206 pace, and yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem real to, that there was somebody running that fast in the world. It was just kind of mind blowing that I never even, I mean, after the first few miles, I didn't even see him again. 
<laughs> and how about you, Clayton? What was your perspective on Calvin Kipton? Yeah, definitely a phenomenal performance. It, it definitely shows, you know, when, like I said, when the the weather and the course and the competition lines up, it just shows what could happen. I think he's a, a once-in-a-lifetime talent, and it was really cool to see that happen. And it really, more than anything, you know, it was a great day to celebrate, you know, obviously how good Connor and I did being able to get that Olympic standard, but it definitely raised our sights saying like, hey, it's really cool to run 207, 208 and, and be these top Americans in the field. But, you know, we have some work to do to be able to compete on the international level. And uh, Kelvin definitely is that, you know, that top tier in the national level setting the, the world record. Well, with four Americans in the top 10 on Sunday, I thought that bode well for the American men going into Paris uh, next year. But what's up for the both of you now? There's three months until the Olympic trials doing a little recovery? Do you have some racing plans? How do you get yourselves ready to be in the top three in uh, February? Um, we, we just actually just had a meeting with our coach yesterday um, at Stone, and he was very big on, you know, right now for the next three weeks, we're going to make sure we recover well um, and then start doing workouts again after these three weeks. Um, and then I'm sure we'll, we'll do some races and I'll kind of be in the coach's hands, and he'll he'll probably throw it back to us in three weeks. But for right now, it's it's a lot about just recovering and resting. Connor Mance and Clayton Young, the down-to-earth U.S. duo, Olympic hopefuls. We can't wait to see how it all plays out. I'm sure you guys are pretty excited as well. And thank you for putting down such memorable races here in Chicago and really gutting it out. You're going to have those Olympics on your mind, I know, over these next few weeks. So good luck getting ready, guys. Connor Mance and Clayton Young. Thanks for the time here on the preview show. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You got it. Along with Jenny Spangler, Carrie Pinkowski, I'm Josh Liss. A lot more ahead. Stick around. It's the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up show on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Get ready to shuffle on, Chicago. The Bank of America Shamrock Shuffle returns to downtown Chicago, March 23rd and 24th, 2024. Don't miss your chance to participate in a one-of-a-kind event and turn the streets of Chicago green at the city's most iconic spring race. Sign up now at Shamrock shuffle.com that's shamrockshuffle.com for only $39 until October 17th let's get back to more of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon recap special presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike Abbott Tata Consultancy Services Advocate Healthcare Gatorade Endurance BioFreeze and the Chicago Park District here's Josh Liss Carrie Pinkowski and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 the score the silver bullet in all his glory will be first to cross one push after the oh he's showing some exhaustion putting a hand in the air he's not pushing anymore head down marcel hoog is today's champion in the men's wheelchair and it's de bruner who's crossing first in an unofficial time of 138.44 catherine de bruner the 28 year old from switzerland makes it a swiss sweep here in Chicago. We're having a blast on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up show. It was a record-setting Sunday, October 8th, 2023, and along with my co-hosts here, I'm Josh Liss. Carrie Pinkowski and Jenny Spangler, it's great to be with you. Our next guest was one of those who set a course record in Chicago. Catherine De Bruner is here, and in her first trip to Chicago, sets that course record 
and it was in the closest finish we saw on Sunday. Catherine, thanks for joining us. Congrats on the win. It came down to that final stretch. What was the big difference in you being able to pull away and win this year in Chicago? First of all, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me to this talk. Yeah, it was a really interesting uh, um, final sprint, and uh, we made it really interesting for everyone, as we already did in Berlin. And uh, Susanna tried really hard to go away from me, and I had to work really, really hard to keep up with her. And about in the middle of the final stretch, I I managed to catch her and overtake her and make it as first to the finish and uh, yeah that made me incredibly happy yeah you beat the defending course champion Susanna Scaroni and that close finish by just a couple of seconds Jenny Spangler yeah it was a very very exciting to see you guys battle down the finishing stretch and um, head of Tatiana McFadden one of the all um, you know the greats of the sport and just uh, wondering, you know, you've been very successful on the track and now um, lots of success in only your fourth marathon. Do you like the marathon distance or, you know, put me on the spot, what distance do you like the best to race? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I really love the marathons. And as you say, it's only my fourth marathon, actually. Um, and it was first time Chicago and I really loved Chicago. It was amazing with the crowd and the course and battling with Susanna Scaroni. Um, it's difficult to say which distance is my favorite because I like both. On the track, I really like the 4 and the 800. Um, and the marathon is just something completely different. And I really like the mix of doing both. We're talking with Catherine De Bruner, the women's wheelchair winner at the 45th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. You talked about the crowds out on the course. This was not your home course, Catherine. You're from Switzerland. Uh, this is uh, Illinois, the state of Illinois, where <laughs> the University of Illinois, you know, sort of seems to have a home town advantage but you beat Susanna Scaroni and you held off Tatiana McFadden who's won here nine times so Carrie Pinkowski I think you know not only did she set the course record here she did it against some folks who yes, you know is, seem to own this race over the last number of years uh, absolutely the U- University of Illinois is right down the road here so did you feel uh, any added uh, pressure uh, Catherine when you were going up the f- going up against some of these iconic fighting Illini do you mean if I felt pressure because it was Illinois, so she should have had an advantage? Yes, or? hometown, home course. Yeah, the advantage. crowds seem to get behind Scaroni and McFadden, and here you are oh. as an outsider uh, doing your thing. No, I no, I felt like the crowd was cheering for everyone, and uh, I actually did not think of that at all. Um, I just loved something new. I saw it as a really nice challenge, and... Um, I felt really welcome in Chicago, and I just love to battle, and I'm really happy that I made it. And it's special for me because, as you said, um, before the record was from one of the greatest uh, Paralympian ever, Tatiana McFadden, and that I can beat her record, that is that is really special. Catherine De Bruner, question for you. Uh, you have stormed onto the marathon scene. Obviously, your uh, your track performances. Are amazing, but um, your countryman Marcel Hoog has also been very dominant. Are are you? Uh, has he been an inspiration to you, or have you? Has he has he given you any insight, or did he give you any insight about Chicago? Um, yeah, of course, he was an inspiration for me. He and also Manuela Char. Um, I mean, they are 
Um, so legendary in marathons. They have dominated the marathons the last couple of years. And I have seen them and followed them the last couple of years. And I told myself one day I also want to do the marathons. So that played a big role. Um, and I talked a little bit with Mark about Chicago after Berlin, but not that much, actually. Um, I just wanted to go there and and see what Chicago brings me. Well, brought you a course record uh, timing victory, Catherine De Bruyne. But, but, but Marcel has the cool nickname, the Silver Bullet. Uh, I don't think it's you need to uh, sort of earn your own now. Or uh, how does he get the cool nickname and you don't really have something that uh, splashy just yet? Yeah, if you have me a good name for myself, please let me know. <laughs> what do you think, Jenny? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll we think about that one. Yeah. You keep doing Catherine what you're the doing. Great. <laughs> Catherine the Great. I know, Catherine, you have now won three Abbott World Marathon major races. Uh, is it your goal to go for all six? Um, well, first of all, this year it's my goal to go to New York also for the first time. So that's my first step. And next year... The focus will be on the Paralympics, and that's the reason why next year I will only do London, Berlin, and Chicago. But uh, 2025, I want to do all the marathons for the first time. You heard it here first. Catherine De Bruyne talking about her goals that include New York City Marathon, the Paris Paralympics next year, and a return to Chicago where she just set the course record. Congratulations one more time, Catherine. We look forward to visiting with you again next year. Thank you so much. You're welcome. The one and only Catherine De Bruyne, women's chair winner in Chicago. Be with us on the other side of this break. Jenny Spangler, Carrie Pinkowski, myself, Josh Liss, with a lot more to go on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Wrap-Up Special here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Get fit this fall with the Chicago Park District, offering low-cost, in-person, and virtual programs in fitness, nutrition, and sports for all age groups, ability levels, and for families, as well as state-of-the-art fitness centers, pools, and athletic facilities at parks around the city. Take a class or join a team. In-person and online registration for the upcoming winter session is right around the corner. Visit ChicagoParkDistrict.com for class schedules at your local park, as well as other park locations, and for more information, ChicagoParkDistrict.com. Let's get back to more of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Recap Special, presented by Bank of America, and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon wrap-up show. What a record-setting Sunday, October 8th, 2023. And we're here on Sports Radio 670 The Score to celebrate the big day. Chris Miller has joined us, Divisional VP, Global Marketing and External Affairs with Abbott. Abbott sponsors the Abbott World Marathon Major Series of Races. And Jenny Spangler and Kerry Pinkowski with myself, Josh Liss here. Uh, Chris, welcome. It was an unbelievable day. I don't know where you begin to describe how uh, amazing it was, a record-setting Sunday, and how satisfying it is for you for you and Abbott. Oh, it's, it's, it was a fantastic day. And as a company that's about health technology and it's our hometown, it was especially uh, amazing to see all the records that were set. That. Um, and not just the the uh, course records and the world records, but we also had an amazing set with our age group championship as well. So as you said, the Abbott World Marathon Majors is made up of six iconic races. So in the spring, we were in Tokyo and Boston and London, and then we've just been to Berlin. We've got New York um, coming up here in November. 
But uh, Chicago was a pretty epic time uh, this last Sunday. Yeah, two great marketers here. You know, race director Kerry Binkowski and Chris Miller with with Abbott. A world record must go a long way uh, in, in marketing and uh, selling any kind of uh, endeavor, especially this race. It does. For us, it's about really celebrating health. So for those 48,000-plus runners to um, um, pass our cheer zone, for example. So we had the Abbott cheer zone at mile 24 and a half. We had about 300 employees there to cheer them on and, and help them um, finish up the race. So it's it's uh, every part of that celebration. So it's whether it's our products like InsureMax Protein to help with with uh, recovery, uh, Pedialyte from a um, hydration standpoint, and all the way through. So it's uh, it, but ultimately it's all about health. Yeah, and you're such a great partner, uh, obviously uh, with us. The score, you know, to be up around a, a day like that at the marathon was really special. And of course, world records uh, help. And and then seeing those runners up close, Jenny, is just a whole different experience, right? Absolutely. And Chris, I ran in the Abbott 5K on Saturday, and I had runners that. Uh, raced on Sunday um, competing in the uh, World Age Group Championships. So I want to thank you for all you do for all runners of all abilities. But, you know, how do you build on something like this? You've done so much for the city of Chicago and the running community. Any other plans in your future? Well, it is a great partnership with the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and with Kerry's team. So like the average Chicago 5K that you mentioned, I mean, it actually finishes at the Willis Tower where we have um, a couple of floors there for employees who are more Chicago based so a great way to celebrate that the uh, age group championship that you mentioned um, it's those those masters runners who are still really fast so for example um, Jenny Hitchings in the the female 60 to 64 category she ran a 249.33 just incredibly fast and even uh, Jeannie Rice uh, in the 75 to 79 year old who ran a 334.32 I mean just dropping some fast times and there was an American record set by Jean Dykes in the 75 to 79 year old category at a 317.01 so that's was, great, and and good for you to mention those names because they all deserve recognition, Kerry. Yeah, and, and Chris, you know, I mean, when you talk about Abbott and your dedication to health and what Abbott's about, um, you know, for us, and we've talked about this, the 5K was such a wonderful addition because it allows people to participate, maybe not so uh, daunting as the marathon, but to run a 5K, and then actually we have the walks. So we had some individuals from Abbott, we had some people from the community that walked, and I think. Um, for us collectively is getting people moving. And, and the fact that Abbott stepped up and we created this 5K the day before for people that can be part of that energy race weekend, but also for people to get going to kind of, exp and then maybe they say, maybe I'll start running a little bit better, run a little bit more. Maybe I'll run in the 5K next year. I'll do a little bit more walking. I think that's so, so important. I think we have a tendency, Josh, Jenny, to some kinds, sometimes look at the top end and the elites and all that and, and it's it's important to get because we all know how how important it, you know exercise is and healthy and active lifestyle but to have a, an event where people have access to it and, I, and thank you for that. Oh, absolutely and that's that's the great partnership that you make it accessible to so many people and i think that you know everybody's out there cheering for those uh people who are breaking the tape but to me it's those four five five and a half six hour runners that are amazing it's those all shapes sizes ages ethnicities that you see coming across that finish line and this is the only sport you can compete at the same time in the same playing field behind the elite athletes. And so the crowd sometimes is cheering louder for those back-of-the-pack runners and the amazing things Absolutely. that they do. Yeah, another moment with Chris Miller from, from Abbott. 
And one of the things I love about the 5K is I've heard runners after the race saying, oh, I'm going to try that Shamrock Shuffle next. I think I can do the 8K. And then someone said, I might just try the marathon. So it really helps, I think, build people's confidence and gets them more involved in the running community. Absolutely. So those runners, but also those spectators, they see that and maybe they make some changes in their exercise, their their diet, their sleep, and all those things that, that helps affect health. And so for us to be able to do that is great. Yeah. And you're at the forefront of that, obviously, sponsoring the Abbott World Marathon Major Series of Races. And just to Another moment, Chris, uh, and we're wrapping up on the Chicago Marathon wrap-up special uh, with Jenny Spangler, Carrie Pinkowski, myself, Josh List. For people maybe in the business community that don't really understand the spirit of the marathon, you're up close, you see them sweat, you're at the cheer zones, you've got employees running. The, what translates from a big-time event like this Chicago Marathon that maybe people in the business community can can use as takeaways that you've been able to take advantage of? Well, I think a couple of things. Like there, if you have any, um, if you're down at all, stand at the finish line of a marathon. You will become the happiest person in the world when you see the emotion and excitement that is tapped into. When you stand on the on the course and cheer people going on going by. So I think from a business side, like for us, it's about um, showing what health can allow you to achieve. It's about the products that can help support people. It's about those emotional things, but it's about the memories too. Like like that day, people will tell some of those stories forever. And, and as Ellie Kipchoge says, once uh, you run a marathon, you can do anything. Sounds good to me. For sure, for yeah, sure. Great and, inspiration. And Chris Abbott, obviously we I look at it as a Chicago-based company. I've gotten to know a lot of your team and worked work with your team, uh, the Cheer Zone, all those things. But uh, it's a global a global company. You you guys go out through through, through the around the world. How does the world marathon majors complement your your uh, your business your business acumen and, uh, and and the products that you have? yeah I mean with 115,000 people around the world it's great to have the six races spread out around so we can support them we have employees who take part in the races we had 88 employees and friends of Abbott who who ran on Sunday the cheer zone volunteers the six star medals which we, the Abbott world marathon major six star medal is something that people uh, look to achieve so about a little over 200 of the people got that in Chicago. So for us, it's the company we can lean into it globally, and we had um, people from 14 different countries from Abbott who participated in the Chicago Marathon. Well, congratulations, awesome. yeah, on being such I, I a just, strong part have, of it. I have one more question, mm-hmm. and not to put you on the spot, but we have marvelous partnerships with in the Abbott World Marathon majors, and there's six magnificent, magnificent events, but which one is your favorite? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> well, I usually tell people I love all my children. <laughs> But right, I, all but, six. But yeah. I think on that, right. on that, on that particular <laughs> Sunday, you'd have to, have well, the, to say the Bank of America, Chicago, yeah. Yeah. on that Sunday. Not quite as far of a commute Chris, to we, Chicago. We appreciate the Time Divisional VP, Global Marketing and External Affairs awesome. with Abbott, awesome. along awesome. with awesome. the... Uber competitive race director Kerry Pinkowski wants to know <laughs> what Chris thinks is his favorite of the six. And Jenny Spangler, our Olympian and area running coach. I'm Josh List. A record number of runners, 48,500, finished the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. 45th running. It was a speedy, fast day. Men's record smashed, course record smashed, and we're about to cross the finish line here on the wrap-up show. It's been a speedy, fun day with you. want to send thank yous out to Holly Petrovich and the big team that puts this all together and everybody else that makes it possible. We'll see you again at the Chicago Marathon on October 13th, 2024. For now, thanks for being with us on the wrap-up show. For Jenny Spangler, Carrie Pinkowski, I'm Josh Liss. Stick around. It's Sports Radio 670. 
escape the score. Reimagine the run at the Bank of America Chicago 13.1, returning for its third year of taking participants on tours of Garfield, Humboldt, and Douglas Parks. The Chicago 13.1 is a one-of-a-kind race you won't want to miss. Be part of the field on June 9th, 2024. Visit Chicago13.1.com. That's Chicago13.1.com to sign up today for only $95 until October 17th. Nordic Track and iFit are ready to take you on a fitness adventure from the comfort of your home. Walk through the pyramids in Egypt. Hike Mount Fuji in Japan. Run the Oberdorf Trail in Switzerland. Nordic Track is the number one treadmill brand in the U.S. in 2023, according to Trackline data. And iFit's expert-led global workouts take the guesswork out of your goal work. You can even run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Start your fitness adventure at nordictrack.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.